Welcome to the Camp Deer Run Podcast. I'm Ty Ford coming to you from the piney woods of Camp Deer Run. We hope this podcast will encourage you and keep you on the path following Jesus every day. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. I'm glad that you've chosen to join us for another week. Now in between each episode where we're doing a lesson, we're going to have an interview of one of our summer staff members. And a lot of times they'll be uh, reflecting on the things that we talked about in the previous podcast, but really I'm just going to be asking questions about their life, about their walk with God, and some questions about camp, um, just so you can hear about their experiences. And the goal here is that you could learn from their example as they talk about their life and their walk with God. We hope that you can pick up on some things that you could put into practice that they are finding success doing. So, man, we hope you enjoy this. We hope it's a blessing to you. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Kenna Kellum, and she was our head women's counselor this summer. She's been on staff for a number of years before that and was a camper all the way back to, I want to say she tells us, uh, 2005, but well, you can listen and find out. But Kenna uh, did a great job this summer. Uh, she led the women's staff so well. I enjoyed talking with her in this interview, and I think that she shared some really powerful and important messages. So I hope that you will enjoy it. I hope that you'll pick up on some of these important things that Kenna is putting to practice in her life, and I hope that you too can begin to put some of those things in place also. So we hope that this will be a blessing to you each week as uh, we share a lesson one week and we do an interview with one of our summer staff the following week. And today, we'll start off with Kenneth. Well, so Kenneth, when did you first come to camp? And do you have any specific memories from that summer? And what year was that? Yeah, so camp has been a part of my life for a really long time. Um, my sister came to as a counselor, and also my dad came to as a counselor. So, um, I mean, it's always been in my blood. So I started, I guess, you start peewees at age five, so 2004, I guess, was my first time to come to camp, like, ever. Um, 2008 was my first year as an overnight camper. And let me tell you, we've come a long way since 2008. <laughs> um I was the most homesick camper of all homesick campers, I'm sure. Um, I was never one to like really like sleepovers or anything like growing up just because I got homesick. I miss my parents, but um, it promoted a lot of growth in my life. But yeah, so it was 2008. The theme was Come Near to God. Um, I was in a women's half, which is like, is that old women's half? Yeah, I mean, by the. It was across from the back door of the bathhouse. Oh house. yes, the old, the yeah. old girls' bathhouse. Yeah, I was in that. I was in that one. Which I think the like did the head women sleep back there? Uh, yeah, around that in, time. Maybe so in the way back. Yeah, I guess is that what it's called? Oh. I don't even know, but yeah, I slept in that cabin. Um, and it's cool to think now, like looking back on old pictures, there are um, a lot of my best friends now and people that I worked with on staff. Sydney Hammond, Molly Harris, Delaney Hill, um, people that I even go to school with now, they um, were in my cabin. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And also something that I remember in regard to specific memories, 
I remember you talking to me because I was homesick, obviously, but I also remember being terrified of men's staff members. They just scared me, which is like laughable now because I spent my summer on a team with seven other mm-hmm. men's staff members and that was our team. So that's just funny to think of now. Do you but remember who your counselor was? Haley Bulls. Haley Bulls? Mm-hmm. And y'all were in women's half. Mm-hmm. Which it's, it's funny now because her niece was in my McKenzie uh-huh. was in my cabin six session last year. Wow. It's like my last cabin to ever counsel. Yeah. Her niece was in my cabin. So is homesickness your greatest memory from that session? Or like, do you remember doing anything that was like memorable or? I just remember being really sad. Just, just very sad. I was just super homesick. Mm-hmm. It got better, obviously. Yeah. The first couple of days were really rough, but. Yeah. So what year did camp like become like? the place you know like where you wanted to be you wanted to come it's wild because 2009 so the next year my sister was my counselor and I think and I don't know why but my parents thought it'd be a good idea to send me to a two-week session because I went (laughs) fifth session after that so I was like great hate like didn't hate it but like didn't love camp like wasn't like didn't love it but then the next year my sister's my counselor and honestly I remember getting a double ear infection and I got stung by a wasp, found out I was allergic, but it was still a really great session. I think it was just like having my sister there and like having yeah. a family member there really helped, but that was a great session. I had a great time. So honestly, the next year I was like, ah, oh, I actually love it. You I don't hate it. You had quite a start to yeah, your own career. Well, what is, uh, thinking of days at camp, what is your favorite daily camp activity? Um, I think the fa- a fan favorite. I love him time. I love him time and I love ball games, which isn't necessarily a fan favorite, Mm -hmm. but I love ball games. I think I love it most because as a counselor, that's whenever I get to kind of prove myself to the guys, (laughs) to like the boy campers, Uh because I know I have like a big personality and I, I like to think Uh I've been told I'm like pretty animated, Uh but so I don't think people take me seriously (laughs) sometimes, but then you get them on the court. Oh, then I get them on the court. I get them on the ball field. You should see me playing monkey ball. Yeah. But I'm just kidding. I'm actually not that good at monkey ball. But it is fun. So that that is my favorite time of the day, too. Him time, ball games, dinner. Mm-hmm. It's like golden hour. The vibe's yeah, really nice. I like that. What about theme days or special events? Mellow night, Kill Olympics. Like, what's, what's your favorite thing? I've always been a big Capture the Flag Day girl. Mm-hmm. It was fun because... Obviously, I feel like as a camper, you always win if you're a girl because you're on the guys team. Yeah. So you always win. But then again, I loved it also as a staff member because, again, that's like whenever I get to bond with the guy campers because mm-hmm. we're there for the girls as a like women's staff member. But that's when you get to mm-hmm. think of game plans with the boys and you like, who's going to be on offense? Who's going to be on defense? But mm-hmm. um, who's going to guard the flag? All those things. But you get to work through that with them. Right. And that's just fun because you get to see more of their personality but it is a fun a fun moment and i always love the controversy at the end oh yeah everybody says they the, the other team this or that every time no matter what happens well so thinking of all these years which how many years did you camp um i nine nine, nine? so From, nine, the whole time yeah that you could and then you've been on staff for this is this was my fourth year this is your fourth year so in 13 years of spending the night at camp. Like, what are some lessons that you feel like God has taught you through camp? Um, is this like 
even like as a camper. Yeah, I, I remember mostly just like staff stuff. No, doesn't matter. Just, all right. Just in your experiences at camp, what has God taught you in all these years? I have learned, which I think is one of the most important lessons that I've learned, is that God wants to have a relationship with me. And I think that's something that I've struggled with, mostly just because I am someone who's really hard on myself. And so I see my flaws more than anyone does. Um, and so just the idea that God, which for me seems like no reason at all, like wants to have a relationship with me. Like he created these trees. He created the universe. He like knows the names of all the stars, um, all the hairs on our head. And like, he wants to know me like that just doesn't make sense to me. But through counselors and through like talking with the head women who have come before me and like, um, just through the conversations with my friends, like God wants to have a relationship with me. Um, I think, and some of the things that we've talked about on at night, uh, not night Devo, but cross Devo, mm -hmm. um, like the program directors, they give their speech at the end of, mm -hmm. um, or their little talk at the end of cross Devo and just hearing like, when God did this, he had you in mind. Like mm -hmm. when he was hanging on the cross, like he was thinking of you mm -hmm. and hearing that it just makes it real and makes it more personal and intimate. And that is something that I want every camper to know. Like mm -hmm. God wants to have a relationship with you, not because you've earned it, just, but just because he's good. Cause he does. Just yeah. cause he does. That is good. Um, which I think leads me to another point of grace and like mm -hmm. the idea of that, because that's another foreign concept to my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> because I like to see my results and I like to know that if I did good, it's because I worked really hard, mm -hmm. but that's not how God works. Mm -hmm. um, he is, he's good and he blesses us, not because we've earned it, but just because he is good and wants to give us good things and he loves coming through for us. Um, that's something that I especially learned as a staff member because I think it wasn't until last year whenever I, read a passage about surrender and I'd I'd come to the realization that like I hadn't been giving my girls Jesus like I'd been giving them a lot of myself mm -hmm. and like wanted to be because it was a group of women's 10 girls mm -hmm. they were senior girls and so of course I came in with the like the mindset of I want this to be their best year ever <laughs> like I want them to go out remembering this year and like all yeah. their memories from mm -hmm. 2019 you know right um but then it wasn't until I was at the old swing and I was like, I've been giving them so much of myself that like I haven't been letting mm -hmm. God fill in the gaps, which is something that we talked about a lot this summer. Um, but yeah, just something that I've realized is like, it's not me that does the life changing. Like it's God who does that through me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to lie, like God and I have wrestled with that one a bunch <laughs> because in my head I'm like, no, I can do this. Like, uh -huh. there's like I can make an impact, which like I can, but I just yeah. have to remember that it's Him doing that through me. Right. And it's not just me like trying to make camp awesome. Right. Like it's the it's God who does that. It's God through you. Yes, yep. it's Him, and it always has been Him, and it will continue to be Him even when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So like, it's taught me a lot about He just fills in all the gaps, and I think that's another thing, another huge thing. Yeah, that's great. Well, so maybe it's from this summer or maybe it's from past summers, but what's one thing that you've learned from your time here at camp that God's taught you or pointed out to you or helped you to realize that you're going to incorporate or you, you plan to incorporate in your life this year outside of camp? 
Yeah, so the idea that we should number our days. Um, in Psalm 90, in verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I am confident that that is something that I learned this summer because every morning we woke up and we were like, can't may end today, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. But mm -hmm. um, I think there's so much beauty in the fact that every morning that program staff went up to the RAF and prayed for the day. It, we prayed for His will to be done and that we would glorify Him with however much time we had. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I just feel like there's so much beauty. Like, I had prayed in the days, like, leading up to camp, I had prayed that God had put me in positions where I would lean on Him more and, like, depend on Him more. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, he then He gave me, in His faithfulness, He blessed me with the summer of 2020. <laughs> and it was like, you wake up and... You, I mean, you have no choice but to pray like, God, like, come have your way. And like, what are we doing today? Because mm -hmm. you really had no idea. And so I think in doing that and learning how to number my days, and it taught me to make the most of every single opportunity. It taught me that um, we should be quick to forgive people because we don't know how much time we have with them, mm -hmm. um, which sounds kind of dark, but we mm -hmm. don't know how much time with them. It taught me to take criticism. Yeah. Um because people are trying to help because and he works through his people um taught me to show mercy and extend grace mm -hmm. in ways and like show compassion in ways that i probably wouldn't have before mm -hmm. um and i think most of all and this one's like really sweet and tender to my heart but he taught me to play mm -hmm. um taught me to like jump in the creek even though that wasn't necessarily my job this summer taught mm -hmm. me to like run through and go through um go down the slip and slide uh, in times when you don't plan to, but just like mm -hmm. be spontaneous and do fun things. It taught me to um, belly flop hard because you never know the last time you're going <laughs> to belly flop in Killy Creek. So yeah. um, it taught me just to go hard and like really make the most of every single opportunity because I mean, this life is sweet and he gave it to us as a gift mm -hmm. and gave us camp to enjoy. And I don't want to take that for granted. I want to make the most of every single opportunity that he's given me. That's great. Yeah, this summer definitely taught us um, a lot of things that maybe we didn't know we were about to learn. But oh, I yeah. like that scripture. Um, can you can you quote it or read it again? Yeah, so it's Psalm ninety verse twelve. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Yeah, I like that. By numbering our days, we can gain a heart of wisdom. Because I, I feel like humility and wisdom are probably linked mm -hmm. together and i think that that is what one thing that i learned this summer is just the humility of numbering your days of looking to god and trusting in him like this life really isn't ours it is not like gonna, it's his and he just gives yeah, the days to us as he sees fit it's not going to be our strength our wisdom it's just just gotta look to him yeah. so that's great it's also cool to think because i mean looking back on my instagram post there was one from 2018 that I put Psalm 90 mm -hmm. in there. And I had mentioned, like, <laughs> teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And two uh, years later, he's like, all right. Let me tell you what that really means. He's like, now let me show you what I'm yeah, talking about. That's awesome. Well, so one thing I'm wanting to do in this podcast is when I'm talking to staff members is help campers to get to see and hear about what life looks like with God for you when you're not at camp. Because we all know that 
when we're here at camp, we have these different times during the day where we stop and, you know, quiet time. It's focused on God. We have hymn time right after that. Mm -hmm. You know, you wake up and there's Flag Devo <laughs> with nearly 300 other people that love God. And that's not reality. Right. So talking about kind of shifting gears and talking about during the school year or during the rest of the year when you're not at camp. So just if you can, just kind of share what helps you pay attention to God during the year? Like what helps you have your mind focused on Him? I think, actually I know. <laughs> Quiet time is so important. Um, from the staff we call it vine time, but vine time, quiet time, is so important. I'd say it's crucial. Um, but I like to think of it as like just creating margin for the maker. So margin just meaning like extra time, extra like space, whatever. And then the maker obviously being God, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but just like being intentional about carving out time for God, because at camp it's handed to us. Like there are times where we, we meet together and we talk about the Lord or time for us to just sit still and like just sit in his presence. And that just doesn't happen in, in the world. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, in your day to day life, like camp is just unless you the choose world. It. Right. Unless yeah. you like choose to do that. So, um, I also like to think, um, sometimes I, this is something, and this is a broken mindset for sure. But whenever I was <laughs> a camper, I was like, well, whenever I get older and like get into college, I can like make my own schedule. I can, I can be better about having quiet time. But honestly, like life just gets busier. Like it mm -hmm. doesn't ever slow down. So I think as soon as you can realizing how important quiet time is mm -hmm. and carving out time for that and being intentional about like choosing God every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's whenever your relationship with him will be more intimate and take off mm -hmm. even more than it, I guess already has. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is important and like getting plugged into things around you. So like if there is, if your youth group is pretty active, then like get plugged in and get involved with that. Or mm -hmm. if you're going to college, like get involved with campus ministry. Cause those things are like, I mean, it gives you the same vibe as like being at camp and being surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. Um, if your youth group isn't super active, like be that change, you know, mm -hmm. like be the, be the change you wish to see in the world. Like, <laughs> like if it's not active, like you do that, you've right. been to camp, like, you know, just how much a little bit of energy can right. change the game. Um, and also just like surrounding yourself with people who not just make you feel good or make you happy, but people who sharpen you, mm -hmm. I think is super important. So if you are blessed to live around camp friends, like do Bible studies with them, like talk mm -hmm. about what you learned during the summer. And if you're not like be intentional about seeking them out and mm -hmm. texting them like, Hey, how can I pray for you this week? Or how are, how's your heart doing? Mm -hmm. That thing that you were struggling with during the summer, like how's that going? And also just like, it's important that you also give of yourself. So like, let them help mm -hmm. you and like help people, let people seek you out as well. Yeah. So I'm hearing you say quiet time helps you pay attention to God being involved with where, wherever you are, mm -hmm. you find good things to be involved with. Yeah. Good. And then you surround yourself with good people. Yes. Um, and then one that you said within all that is all of that is your choice. Right. 100%. All of, it's all up to you. 
And the difference between being at camp is that it's kind of chosen for you. Right. We have a schedule where you're going to sit down and have a Bible study, or you're going to have time alone with God. But during the rest of the year, you choose it. Right. And that helps you. Well, just to go a little deeper into quiet time, because mm. I definitely agree that's important, but it's one of those that it feels like to me often uh, church has taught, hey, you should have quiet time. Mm-hmm. You should read your Bible and it's almost like that's where the instruction stops. There's not often a lot of like... But what does that look like? <laughs> right. Like So I would like our campers to hear what does Kenneth Kellum's quiet time look like. And obviously we can all admit and know that you know our quiet time ebbs and flows. There's, mm-hmm. there's months or weeks where we're more consistent. There's times of struggle. So we, we all know that. But... Just thinking about for you, like what what works for you? How do you what do you enjoy doing? Do you have a place you go mm-hmm. or an activity you like to do? Like what does quiet time look like for you during the year? Um, so usually I do have a devotional book that I would like start with, and that kind of gets my thoughts going. But also, just I'm a I'm a girl of structure. So like, <laughs> if, say maybe it's like reading through the Gospels. That's actually what I'm working on right now. Um, some of the staff, we had decided to read through the Gospels before camp. Um, and so this summer, I was working through John, mm-hmm. which is a very great book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think just having a structure and just honestly just finding what works for you. I know myself and know that I get super distracted, so I can't just go and sit in a coffee shop. That's a fun vibe, but mm-hmm. I know that I'll get distracted because that's just who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's going into my living room of my apartment Not even my room, because I like my room to be the place where I rest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I don't want to sit in my bed and then just like doze off. Mm -hmm. So even though I would like to be comfortable doing that, um, I know that I can't go in my room. So usually like in the living room at the, like our kitchen table or whatever, um, just sitting there and being intentional. It's turning my phone off, not having it like buzz beside me. Or like put it on do not disturb or something. I don't really turn on my phone. I don't really know anyone who really turns off their phone anymore. But just like, you know, put it on yeah. do not disturb or something. Or leave it in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing that and then just like sitting there for at least 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, some days, like there are days where I hit 20 and I'm like, all right. Like I, that was mm-hmm. good. Like I finished my, like got what I, Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say like felt like I got what I needed out of it. Right. But like. I just, it just feels, it felt meaningful. Yeah. Like it was, it was good. Um, and so sitting there for a certain amount of time, um, and it's just like finding what works for you. I think it's also, it doesn't always have to be just sitting and just reading your Bible. I think there's a quote in there somewhere, (laughs) somewhere out there that says, find what stirs your affections for God or your affection for God and do lots of that. Uh So like if you are someone who enjoys working out, I enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. So like I like to listen to worship music while I run or Mm -hmm. listen to a podcast while Mm -hmm. I run or go on a walk and like on a prayer walk, Mm -hmm. specifically pray for my friends or things that are troubling me or troubling the ones that I love and going to battle for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's hanging up my hammock at at a park in Edmond and just laying there (laughs) and just like being still because God delights in our efforts and we don't always have to be doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite songs is I Don't Want to Go by Chris Renzema. Have you heard of him? Nope. He's really awesome. I'll have to check it out. 
Um, but there's a part in that song that means a lot to me because I'm a doer. Mm-hmm. And I, li- I like to do things. <laughs> and um, But it says, you don't need me to build a temple to know that you love me still. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't always have to be me frantically scribbling down all my prayers, all the things that are on my heart, or mm-hmm. frantically just like flipping through the pages trying to find something that um, right. will apply to my life. But sometimes it just means like chilling out and yeah. like being still, yeah. doing less and being more. That's right. <laughs> and I think another, just coming back to your thing you were saying earlier too, is this is another moment where I've just heard you talk a whole lot about choice. You, yeah. You make a lot of choices of where you go and what you do. But what I'm hearing you say is that you've come to realize that you just need to choose to do something regularly, daily with God Mm -hmm. and certainly being still, um, getting away from those distractions, Mm -hmm. just sitting in his presence with his word sometimes, sometimes in prayer. And sometimes it's just you and your hammock in the trees above you at a park in Edmond. Mm-hmm. So that's that's awesome. I, I think everybody can get some good, considering some of those ideas in their own life, and hopefully hearing what you're saying about this is more about being with God than doing all the perfect little things. Yeah, you just have to be with Him. Yeah. Well, so just one last question. I think maybe there'll be more, <laughs> but like looking back on your life to this point, which how old are you? 21. 21. That took me a minute. 21. Trick question. Uh, (laughs) So in 21 years, you've had to make a lot of decisions. Oh, yeah. And you've made some good, some bad. Mm -hmm. But what are three important choices or decisions that you've made in your life that you'd look back on now and say, you know what, that was a key choice that helped me stay on God's path? Um. It's funny that you asked that because my first point that I think that I would say is just choosing him mm-hmm. and choosing God over all of the things that I think that I want or think that I need. It's what's important has been choosing him and like choosing to learn more about him mm-hmm. and like know more about his character mm-hmm. and seeing him as faithful and trustworthy and as someone who wants to have a relationship with me and wants to look out for me and wants to come through for me in ways that only he can. Mm-hmm. So it's me seeing him as fit to do all those things and then choosing him over doubt or mm-hmm. worry or anxiety mm-hmm. or all those things. It's just knowing him and choosing him, I think would be the first thing that I Mm -hmm. that has helped at least get me on the path for sure yeah and then also knowing him so like how does a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word Mm -hmm. um so I think I know Mm -hmm. um just like again being in the word and knowing what his commandments are Mm -hmm. and knowing what he commands of us as followers of him Um, Just knowing those things and being aware of them and then, again, choosing to do them Mm -hmm. because that is what keeps us on the path is just doing what he tells us to do Mm -hmm. and being obedient to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess the third one, which I've mentioned this before already, but just surrounding myself with people who sharpen me and like 
who helped me get ready for battle and who yeah. helped me like put on my armor whenever I can't because mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And I, while our relationship with God is intimate and it's different for each and every person, I do think that like, in a way it's a part, of, it's kind of a group project. Like you've yeah. got to help <laughs> each other. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to mm-hmm. get each other home, you yep. know? So like yeah. walking hand in hand with people and, being at the foot of the cross and like bowing down in reverent submission to him every single day and choosing to do that every morning and then looking over and seeing your people beside you, mm-hmm. I think is one of the best things yeah. that could happen and that you could do for yourself is just like choosing people who, again, not just make you happy because yeah. you can find anybody to make you happy for mm-hmm. a little while, but people who point you to Jesus and who like, fill you up spiritually whenever mm-hmm. you're running dry, like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's great. So kind of with those things in mind, there's been a lot of encouraging things that I think somebody could hear this and take and, and consider for their own life. But thinking about, you know, kids are about to start back to school, and school's going to look and feel... I'm assuming probably so pretty much different. Different, yeah. <laughs> pretty different. No matter what grade you're in, you know, I have a seven-year-old and a ten-year-old, and their their experience is going to look different. And we've got our you know, high school age campers, even you guys in college. It's it's just a weird time. Yeah. So considering that, like, what is something encouraging towards that that we know that's coming? So what's some encouragement you'd just like to put forth to the to the campers as they are just, you know, in the coming weeks we'll be experiencing this new school experience. Mm-hmm. What would you, uh, what would you say to encourage them? So leading up to camp, one of my biggest prayers, um, came from Psalm 145 verse 13. And it's that he is trustworthy in all that he promises and faithful in all that he does. Um, and actually something that shaped that also and like shaped this perspective is during one of our first program staff meetings it might have been the first one that we ever did on like facetime or Mm -hmm. whatever but you had said god is not surprised by the events of today Mm -hmm. and so i think just going into um just going into the school year knowing and being confident that god is not surprised by this Mm -hmm. he created us i mean maybe with COVID-19 in mind, you know, Mm -hmm. like knowing that this is something that was going to happen for us and he's not surprised. So just knowing that he is good and he is trustworthy in all that he promises, he's going to see us through. He always has, and he will continue to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, But just knowing that and being confident that he is faithful in all that he does too. Like if he brought us to it, um, some people say like, he doesn't give us anything we can't handle, Mm -hmm. which I don't, I don't necessarily think it's true. I think He gives us hard situations and he comes through for us in ways that only he can. Mm -hmm. So like, I think just knowing and seeing this as just another position, like knowing that our hearts postured to like receive what he's giving us, Mm -hmm. even if that is like coronavirus, Mm -hmm. like that's just another situation where we can depend on him. Mm -hmm. And I think if we greet every single trial or struggle with that, with that posture of like, mm-hmm. this is just another, just another way that we can depend on him because right. we need him. Right. We really do. Couldn't have had this summer without him truly. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, I think just knowing that 
It's just something that he's going to use and he's going to be faithful in. All right. Well, so one thing I wanted to end with every every week is having the staff member that is on with me just offer a prayer for our campers this year, knowing that situations are so different and uncertain right now. We just want to place them before God. So, Kenna, would you mind just saying a prayer over the campers, the girls, the guys, young and old, and just ask for God's blessing over them? I would love to. All right. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and all the many blessings that you give us. Um, Holy Spirit, you're not only welcome here, but we invite you into the space um, of Camp Deerun, into the space between Ty and I, into the space between um, this place and wherever campers are listening to this, God. I thank you so much for Camp Deerun, first of all, and for all that it means and the ways that you've used it um, for so many people. Um, God, I thank you for our sweet campers. Um, thank you for your children that you gave to us and that you've given to us to steward and, and teach and hopefully make a positive impact on. Um, I thank you so much for them and their willingness to come out here. Thank you for the parents and um, whoever signed them up to come here um, to be loved by us. Um, it's such an honor, and I pray that we never see that as um, anything less than an honor, because that's so sweet that you have given them to us. God, I just pray that as summer wraps up and as um, these campers are preparing for a new school year that is undoubtedly going to be crazy and is going to look so different than um, school years past, um, I just pray that you fill them with your peace, um, the peace that passes all understanding, um, and that you just fill them with your spirit and just with positive attitudes at all times because um, it's an honor to go to school and it's an honor to be around people even if it is um, them in them wearing a mask. Um, it's always a blessing um, to be in community with others and I pray that we always um, see that as that, just a blessing. Um, God, I thank you so much for, again, Camp Duran and most of all, God, I thank you for you and for your son, and for offering him as the sacrifice for us so that we could be in eternity at your feet um, one day, um, being completely and fully restored to um, all things good. Um, again, thank you for Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray and in this podcast and go into the new school year. Amen. Amen.